0: Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCuberist. Let's start by saying that there will be spoilers. I say that for the reason that there will be spoilers of things. Read the description. If those things you don't want to hear spoilers of, you don't want to hear spoilers of, what? Then you have been warned of them. Uh, I should say... ...that it's not a 100% guarantee of spoilers. Uh, It's just to cover my ass. Like, so very much underwear. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show... ...is that if you like what you hear... ...I was going to say if you like what I hear... ...and that doesn't make sense. But if you like what you hear... ...although I suppose I'm hearing this as well... ...for the reason that I'm saying words with my mouth... ...and I'm hearing them with my ears... ...because that's how sound works... Oh boy, Uh, you know, rate, comment, subscribe, iTunes, all that fucking shit. Okay, let's push a button that will get us started like this button would. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is russian baguette roulette oh thank you for that sponsorship item the first as you no doubt are aware if you're following along for the last seven weeks jesus time flew by or took an exceedingly long amount of time one of those uh, movie the first, Prometheus. Ah, the final in the Alien trilogy. Sort of a prequel, I suppose it would be. Um, my I had seen it before, as I had all these other movies. My remembrances of it were not strong. Uh, the one thing I sort of remembered was liking it and a lot of people not liking it. Although I'm looking at the IMDb, and it's got a 7, uh, seven out of 10, which is pretty respectable. Uh, how about my rating-wise on my 5-point rating scale, which is how it should be done, you idiots? Uh, i go solid 4. Yeah, I, I do enjoy this movie. There's something uh, something about it. I think one of the things is that, at least the scene that sort of jumps out of my memory, it has, out of the entire frang- franchise, two of maybe the most gruesome, horrifying... Jesus Christ what the fuck just happened deaths that uh, I've ever seen in just movie history you'll know what I'm talking about if you and they happen like like back to back to back in the same scene it's pretty crazy and I won't give it away what exactly happens you'll have to see it for yourself because it is fucked up man um i don't know what people's problems with this movie is if you are one of those who didn't like it which i think there's a fair number of you out there uh let me know why i'd uh i'd like to hear what is not good about this movie it is what it is you can definitely say that definitely okay uh since that was the last of our seven week series of alien movies what i've decided to do is start a new series. Uh, This will be four weeks, and it is the Hunger Games series. Now that they are all readily available, I decided, hey, uh, I kind of liked the idea of having a series of movies on the go, doing one a week, and talking about it on the podcast one week. It makes a sort of podcasty sense, I think. Oh, I I wanted to say on that note, uh, if you can think of a series that I should do this to... um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Uh, I don't think I'd want to do Harry Potter just for the reason that I watched it not too long ago. Uh, Star Trek, maybe, I, I don't know, throw me some suggestions and, uh, if I get any, maybe I'll do it. Maybe if you suggest one, watch it along with me and uh, let me know what you think and I'll bring it back to the podcast. Maybe I'd figure out a way how to have a guest on a podcast. Wow. Uh. Okay, yeah, uh, so the first Hunger Games movie, uh, I should start off by saying I did read the books, Uh, I read the books before, I think before the movies even existed, I'm pretty sure, and when hearing that they were going to make movies of the books, I thought that was a good idea, when hearing that they were going to make movies of the books that were going to be PG, I thought, what the fuck, how is that even possible? The books were just crazy bloody and violent. Um, (laughs) so, I guess if you have enough money, you can pay for a PG rating, is how I would look at that situation. Uh, the the first movie's fine. Uh, rating-wise, I'd probably go three, maybe four out of five. Uh, there's enjoyment. Um, my my desire is maybe not necessarily, necessarily there to watch it again, which is what I use my three ratings for, so... You know, take that with a grain of salt. I see I'm running out of time, as is my want. Uh, next movie is Patch Adams, which I had never seen, believe it or not. Sort of surprising. Uh, available on Netflix. I'd go a solid. Uh, can I go four to five? Yeah, I suppose I can. If you watch it on a Sunday, it's a very good Sunday movie. Robin Williams at his Robin Williamsness. Yeah, that's a good, a good way to put it. Uh, okay, so moving on to... Uh, since I'm out of time... My awkward sexual adventure... Uh, it's to win back his ex-girlfriend... A conservative account... Oh yeah, okay. So this one... I go a solid four to five. Um, it's basically... Basically, took to, to-, to- bleem, Making up words... About a guy whose girlfriend leaves him... And then he sort of through a series of... Wacky events uh learns to become a better boyfriend and lover uh does he end up with the girlfriend that left him does he end up with the person who taught him how to be a good boyfriend um yes i'll <laughs> give you one guess which uh last but not least although least in the sense that it has nazis fucking idiots Welcome to Leith, a documentary about real life Nazis. Uh, I'd go a solid 4 to 5, interesting movie, fuck Nazis. Ooh, bold stance. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Alien Ale. T the- Delicious. Okay, uh, so this should have happened a while ago. It's just it sort of slipped my mind that this existed and then um, hopped back into my mind. Thank you, mind. Uh, We're going to talk X-Files Season 10. Oh, did you know there was a Season 10? Yes. Uh, They brought back the X-Files for a limited run. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. A potentially not limited run if they make more and uh without giving anything away really I think I could say that the final episode of this six part yes yeah, six episode series quite obviously leaves it open for further episodes to be made and I hope they do because man oh man. Uh, the time between when X X-Bile, X files X files mm-hmm, X I call it X files for no reason. Uh, the the time between when it went off the air and this new version of it kind of sorta is it a new version or is it the same old version? I'd probably go new version just for the reason that um, still you have all the same people but there's a different vibe to it. It's not necessarily a a bad thing i think it's sort of uh, it's kept up with the times whereas maybe some of the things that happened in the original x files uh, if you saw them on a television show today might feel a little dated whereas this uh they they updated it in such a way that it's like yeah if these two characters had have lived the lives they live. And we catch up with them this many years later. Uh, it's totally believable, but that the situation they are in, the situations they find themselves in, uh, are very believable. So uh, I, I like that. I like that thought. That they didn't just say, "Oh, back at it again," and nothing changed. There's got to be some change because it's life, and what that does, and something that X Files does in particular, and does well. Uh, Is something I've talked about on the podcast a lot, and that is the combination of serious and funny. If you watch a show that is 100% serious 100% of the time, uh, at least for myself I should say, maybe not everyone's like this, I don't find it believable because that is not what life is. Uh, I want an incredibly serious show with odd moments of strangeness and humor because that is what life is believable uh same maybe to a lesser degree hmm, that's a good question yeah but still, maybe to a lesser degree uh is true of the reverse a comedy show occasional moments of darkness makes it s- sort of too higher level i would say a little darkness if you will which is what the x files has uh, in these six episodes, it does something that the X Files used to do, which is a sort of overreaching story throughout all episodes, and then uh, sort of bits and pieces of other stories. Uh, my favorite was uh, well, Mernier, Mulder and Scully meet the Weremonster, Monster, which, if you know me, and I hope you do from listening to this podcast, it's fair and watch these. This is a strange Venn diagram. You have to know me and have watched these episodes uh, and be listening to this right now. Does such a person exist? I kind of doubt it. Anyways, uh, you will know that it's no surprise that that's my favorite ep- episode. It has... Oh, what the hell is the guy's name? Uh, let me open it up here. From... Uh, Kum- Scott has Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, Rice Darby. Or Reese Darby, I should say. Who you may know from a myriad of things, but probably mostly um, uh, New Zealand and the television show Flight of the Conchords. Oh, geez, had a brain fart on that. Anyways, he's her- hilarious in anything he is. Including being in X-Files as a fucking Monster of the Week, which is... Sort of the classic X-Files structure that uh, I always loved the most. So, yay, Reese. Yay, X-Files. Five out of five. Needless to say, but I say it anyway. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Decimal system? Book banter. Today's book... Banter sponsor is Jem'Hadar Oreos. Uh huh. Okay, uh, so yeah. Okay, so let me tell you what I'm thinking here. Uh, we're talking about a book called Avatar, it is by the author S.D. Perry P E R R Y. It is broken up into two parts. Uh, So I was going to break our talk up into two parts, but um, my sort of thought here is I've finished both parts, (laughs) and they weren't very long, they were like uh, under 200 pages, so why don't I just combine them? Yeah. Uh, It may mean an episode of the podcast where I don't have a book, since I'm technically combining two books into one talk, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, the other thing, the reason I'm thinking this might be a good idea is because I think next uh, podcast episode I'm going to do like an extra long movie monologue because I watched a shit ton of movies and didn't talk about them for various behind the scenes reasons. So that's all my reasoning that has nothing to do with talking about Avatar, Book 1 and 2, Star Trek Deep Space Nine book. As you do from time to time, if you are one of those regular podcast listeners I've spoken of, you will know when I finish a book or series that sort of took some time, or maybe it was difficult, or various reasons, I like to read a Deep Space Nine book. Um, are they going to win book awards for being the best books ever to book? Probably not, but... Uh, they're, they're fun. They're like, uh, why women read romance novels. Uh, I will occasionally read a Star Trek Deep Space Nine book because it was my favorite Star Trek. So I like to revisit the characters in book form. This one I enjoyed on many levels. Uh, what I want to give my rating of, I'll go solid four to five for both of these books. Uh, which, that was the other sort of strange, the one sort of strange thing is, I don't know why it was two books. It could have easily been one book. Uh, Maybe people, readers of Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine novels (laughs) would feel a little put off by reading a 400-ish page book. They need it broken up. I don't know. No comment on that. Uh, Anyways, what I do really enjoy about it is it takes place right after the events of the final episode of the television series, which all the previous books I read took place during the events of the television show. Which, it's fine, but sometimes it didn't uh, sort of uh, match up with the television show, which I didn't really care for. So I decided that any future reading of these types of books I'm going to do after the show, sort of chronologically speaking, I like that idea. The other cool thing was this had both Deep Space Nine and Star Trek The Next Generation characters sort of mingled into one book, which... I liked because it happened a couple of times on the show, but it was really nice to see them uh, meld together. Sort of my favorite thing overall is the fact that this is obviously made as a jumping off point for future novels. So it's uh, introducing new characters, uh, telling where all the old characters are, what has happened to them, why some of them aren't there, for example. Uh, It's really obvious that... people who write future Star Trek Deep Space Nine books are going to look at this and say, okay, so these are the characters I'm dealing with. Uh, Moving forward, I'm going to have to use them in whatever story I create. Because that's another sort of cool thing about uh, these books is that there's hundreds of them (laughs) and uh, also hundreds of different authors who write them. So uh, presumably they have to read books before in order to keep things uh canon which is an interesting idea uh, definitely that's a, a star wars thing but it's obviously also a star, excuse me a star trek thing uh the book itself the story is fine uh you know you've got your wormhole you got some jem both good and bad because the war is over uh some things i miss are odo miss him he's in it a little bit anyways There'll probably be more of that in the years of podcasting to come. Oh. Game Gabin. Today's Game Gabin sponsor is Evil Vicious Black Bob... Blob. Bob. Take two. Evil, vicious, black blob of death pudding. Yep, that's a sponsor, alright. Today we're talking Dark Souls 3 again, because this is how the podcast works 90-ish percent of the time. I don't just play a game and then beat it in <clears throat> excuse me, one week, although sometimes that happens. Uh, Normally, the type of games I play take longer than one week to beat, which means recording a weekly podcast, we talk about them more than once. Alright, why is my voice getting so high? I don't know. Uh, That being said, uh, I did, for the most part, uh, complete the game at this point. So, um, probably won't be much in the way of Dark Souls 3 talk from this point onward. Uh I did I, I do wanna go back and complete maybe some of the optional things, specifically uh Arch Dragon Peak. Uh because I like fighting giant dragons in video games. <laughs> so sue me. And uh in Dark Souls Two they had a really good dragon fight, so uh, I'm hoping I can repeat that here. Now that brings up a good point, a point that I wanted to bring up. Uh maybe on that note I should say I have no notes. <laughs> I just sort of think of things. Like, okay, so I'm going to talk about Dark Souls 3. Oh, yeah, maybe compare it to Dark Souls 2. Uh, And then that was, you know, over a week ago when I wrote this. uh, I wrote down the sponsors and whatnot. So that just sort of popped into my head. Why am I saying all this? I don't know. It's behind-the-scenes action, I suppose. That's why. Anyways, uh, I had more fun in Dark Souls 2 than I did in Dark Souls 3, which I'm sort of surprised about. Uh, When I look at the fun I had from the original Dark Souls to Dark Souls 2, it was much more. So I thought, at the very least, this would be on par, if not better. But uh, no. Uh, Some of the reasons I think that might have been, and maybe I'm alone in this, uh, I don't know, I didn't watch too much in the way of Dark Souls reviews or research it too much, um, is that I felt like... I got lost a lot more, and is that the fault of me being an idiot, which is distinctly possible, or the game being laid out in such a way that it is difficult, which is obviously a Dark Souls game, but there's difficult game, and then there's difficult confusing being able to find your way around the map of a game. I would argue that's two different things. Uh, having to sort of uh, re- like look things up online for the reason that I couldn't find where to go after hours of searching, I, I don't consider that to be a fun or be a good game if you have to do that. Uh, again, let's throw out the the possibility, and there's probably people out there who had no trouble, although I'd find that hard to believe, no trouble finding them finding ways around, and and keys, and and doors, and having having to open doors, and how do you open this door? Oh, I gotta do this? Okay, so I gotta kill this fish. The fish will have a a candle, I light the candle, and then that'll open this chest that I can't see, but uh, if I have the right glasses on, I could see it. Oh, I gotta find the glasses from the wizard... Uh, The wizard who lives under a boot, but I have to put the boot on first and take it off and uh, put my left hand in and put my right hand out and turn myself around? No, that's ridiculous. Uh, That's a bit of an exaggeration. There's very little in the way of Hokey Pokey in Dark Souls 3. But, that might be the name of this episode. Ooh, okay, so, very little... Very little pokey pokey in Dark Souls. I, I, I. Which means three in Roman numerals. Okay, so uh, things that did do well. The bosses are incredible as usual. Uh, Since we're out of time, that's all I have time to say. I'll just go three out of five. That's, you know, what I'm doing. Fuck off. Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is strained black IP pre-adult food. Thank you. Okay, so this first item kind of uh, uh, intermingles a little bit with the what I was just talking about, and that is GameSpot news of Fallout 4 Bar Harbor. Ah. What do those words mean? I know what they mean, but when you combine them all into that one sentence, I have no idea, you might say. Uh, What it means is uh, GameSpot has recently been talking, and many on the interwebs have been talking about uh, Fallout 4's recent announcement of its latest, and is it final? I can't remember if it's final or not. Anyways, its latest uh, DLC, a.k.a. Downloadable Contents, uh, it's called Bar Harbor, and apparently it's fucking huge, which has me excited. Excited to d- the degree that I have been replaying Fallout 4 from the beginning. Yeah, in preparation, you might say. Plus, uh, I didn't play yet the, uh, the robot one. Automata... Or the Workhouse uh, one, so... Uh, I just wanted to sort of get that out there that uh, 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 Game Gabin in the foreseeable nearish future will have a lot of Fallout 4 stuff again because we're back at it. Uh, so that's exciting for me and hopefully for you. Let's move on to Baby Food Challenge with Vera Bambi and Elise Lauren. 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 L A U R E N N E. That one. Okay, uh, so I recently have added a new YouTube channel. Uh, I've got probably almost two dozen on the go. Um, Basically how I roll is every Thursday and Friday I will compile a list of all the uh, YouTube people that I subscribe to and add all the videos of theirs that they made that I want to watch to one giant playlist, which is available... For you, if you follow me on YouTube. Hey, why not? Jordan Maywood. Why not? Plus, I make my own videos, but that's beside the point. What we're here to talk about is uh, a a new addition to that list uh, in the form of Vera Bambi, who uh, is a cosplayer who I had the pleasure of meeting. Oh, let's plug myself further in a nerd cane adventure. If you were to Google the word nerd cane adventures, you could see a photo of said Vera Bambi with a cane for some reason, a cane that's been autographed by the likes of William Shatner, uh, uh, Danny Trejo, Matt Smith, Elijah Wood, just to name a few that I could see from where I'm sitting. Uh, yeah, so, uh, anyways, I met her, she was very nice, uh, her online presence combines some of the things that I enjoy very much, uh, being a smoking hot girl, that's, uh, not vital, but it is appreciated, uh, being incredibly nice to people, which is vital, and also being a little, uh, risque, a little, little badass, little, little, uh, tweaking of your nipples. Yeah, a little fuck you. So uh, I like her very much for those reasons combined, so I decided to follow her on YouTube. In this particular video that I've brought back here, uh, her and a fellow girl, (laughs) who uh, I don't know as much about, but seemed very nice and funny and the things outlined below, above, below, above, above. Uh, they ate baby food, and the challenge was to determine what they were eating without looking at the labels to my great amusement, and I hope yours. Uh, okay, so moving on to Nexus Mods, which maybe I'll save that for next week's Fallout uh, talk, which, uh, just on that note, I'll be playing Fallout now with some mods, which I've never done before, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, we've got Rob Reiner, guests on both WTf WTF and Nerdist Podcast. Yes! Uh, Okay, so Rob Reiner, you may not know, because he's uh, up there age-wise, but uh, he played Stivic on All in the Family, and besides that, after that, he uh, created a great amount of comedy and movie gems, and, and movie comedy gems, including Spinal Tap, just to name a one, since I don't have a lot of time. Uh, so it was nice to, he's got a new movie coming out, so he's sort of doing the rounds, which one of the things I love of that is the fact that the rounds now don't mean just doing television, they now also mean doing podcasts. So uh, it was nice to, to see this funny dude do a bunch of podcasts. Uh, recommend you check anything out he does in general, but it was nice to hear like a long form interview. With him. Uh, The other sort of funny little tidbit was uh, uh, his name on All in the Family was Stivic, and my dad's nickname in high school was Stivic because he looked like Stivic, and like a freakish amount. A picture of my dad in high school and a picture of Stivic. There's no goddamn wonder that they called him Stivic. So that's amusing. To me, mostly. Uh, You you heard I paused, which I haven't done in a while. I've been sticking to my schedule fairly well, but the missus is getting a massage and is going to be late. So, hey, got a little extra time today to jam in this final item. Speaking of jamming in, no, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Harmontown, yeah, I haven't haven't brought it back in a while. Uh, I've been religiously, well, I'll I'll tell you where I am. Um, I'm getting caught up still. And I found that my love of the podcast means that I'm listening to it less. Let me explain what that means, because that's a crazy thing to say. What it means is uh, I've sort of consciously and subconsciously, but since I'm saying the words, it's got to be mostly consciously, come to the realization that... Eventually, I will reach the point where I won't, at any given moment, be able to push a button and listen to a new uh, an episode of the Harmontown podcast. Uh, because I'm getting caught up. I think I'm at 150 or so. I forget exactly which episode I'm on. Uh, and, and they are only recorded up to almost 200. So, 50 episodes to go before I'm forced to only listen to one episode a week. Whereas now it's like, oh yeah, you know, I got I got 150 episodes to listen to. Why don't I listen to five today? Which I have done <laughs> on more than one day. Uh, so the fact that I'll, there'll come a time when I'll no longer be able to do that saddens me to the degree that I've sort of slowed down. It's the same thing that happened to me with uh, Terry Pratchett novels. Uh, I have every single one, except for the, the newest, or I suppose last one, Oh, sadness. Uh, And I read them super, super quick and then sort of basically stopped or slowed down because I knew the fact that, sadly, there won't be any more of them. So maybe these last ones I should sort of peter out and maybe do one a year or something like that. I, I haven't even done that, to be honest. It's just I'm dreading knowing that I'd never have a new one to read again. So that's a peek into my brain. Uh, what I have in my little uh, description here is uh, uncomfortable moments with Dino Stampertropopoulos and Justin Royland. So uh, these are two guests of the show who made it uncomfortable to listen to. Uh, is that a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it is a little bit. Uh, I still love the podcast, and it's just when they come on, particularly Dino. Uh, it makes for a slightly uncomfortable listening experience. It is not a bad thing, necessarily. It's an entertaining thing, just not necessarily the usual funny and good. (laughs) No, no, that's not a fair thing to say. I still love it, despite when they're on. It's just, when it comes to Dino in particular, uh, she's very racist. Now... I'm I'm I've got such an open mind that I've listened to podcasts, and this is going to be some tricky waters to navigate here. I've listened to podcasts where there's been people who uh, said racist things for the purposes of comedy that I have laughed at. On this one, even uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who we've spoken of before, is a regular on this podcast. Occasionally, Dan Harmon will say something that is comedically racist. Kameo laughs at it, the audience laugh at it, I laugh at it. Is it racist? Sure, on some levels it is racist that we're all laughing at something that is said, even though it's meant to be comedic, it's still racist. Okay, that's fine, I can understand that and I laugh along with it. Now, Dino, on the other hand, is more overt... Uh, his racism does not generate laughter. Definitely in me, it generates zero laughter. Uh, 90 I'd probably go 95% of the audience, maybe 100% of the audience, it doesn't generate laughter in. Uh, It generates shocks, which quite often, uh, uh, quote-unquote comedians of the not good variety will accept a shock in place of a laugh, a shock sound in place of a laugh, which uh, I don't think is good. <laughs> it's just not good. Go for the laugh, not for the shock. That's not what you're there for. Anyways, uh, maybe that's an opinion. Maybe people like his brand of shockingly dropping the N bomb laced racism, but, uh, I do not. I, I don't care for it or him. Uh, yeah, I just don't like him. He rubs me the wrong way. And let's keep in mind at this point that if you've listened to any of the almost 400 episodes of this podcast, uh, how often have I said something negative about a person? Maybe, like, two, three times. So, the fact that I'm saying this now, I don't think much grains of salt are needed. Like, he's just not a nice-seeming person. Uh, Justin, on the other hand... Uh, a different form of uncomfortable, one that I can relate to more, uh, spoke at length on stage about killing himself uh, to, uh, once again, not necessarily the laughter of the audience, so much as the shocked of the audience. That I can understand more from being once uh, suicidal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that I get. Uh, now, both of these things, Justin and Dino, you know, are they bad? Are they not entertainment? Are they not podcast worthy? Uh, no, I, I suppose not. I'm just saying. I, I brought them back to talk about them to see if I could. See if I could talk about them. That's That was kind of my my thought process. Such as it was, folks, that leaves the final thing to say, which is, of course, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Remember that, Dino. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. (laughs) I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook, You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory.